0: the media files for january 6th 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com on with the show
1: me at 6.15 p.m. January 3rd, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, another bonus episode of The Media Files to end out our run of bonus episodes as we talk about our favorite things from 2020. A lot of bad stuff happened in 2020, but a lot of good stuff happened too. And we want to point out all of the things that we enjoyed and loved so much. We've already talked about songs. We've already talked about movies and television. And so we're going to talk about One of our favorite things in the whole world, and that's video games. Joining me for this bonus episode, our video game correspondent in the field, host of BG Mania video game podcast, and the Level Down Games podcast. Brian, welcome back to the Media Files, my friend. Drowning in podcasts to edit thanks to all these bonus episodes of the Media Files. No man. <laughs> I feel bad. It, well, and, Okay, so this should be the easiest one because there shouldn't be any sound clips that we insert into this one. No music probably playing in this aside from the intro and outro. Even if there is, it doesn't matter. No, I know. It's my job. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And uh, that person is you. That person is I've me. i offered. And you were like no 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 well i mean you this is my cross to bear you have another full-time job so i do yeah this is mine unfortunately this is not podcasting yet yet but
0: one day yet
1: (laughs) one day it it will be be. just probably not full-time podcasting content creators i'll be (laughs) i'll be streaming again and that's the goal that's Isn't that the dream? That's the goal. I feel like I just was here on this podcast. When I, was the last time I had you on here? That was all oh, for Cyberpunk. Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I just yeah, was here. <laughs> when we talked about Cyberpunk 2077. I just was here. That episode's doing quite well. Well, you know what? We talked about a game that, for many reasons, we didn't enjoy. Not a terrible game, but really had some issues. Let's talk about games that we had very few issues with this year. I think we should talk cyberpunk, the best game. Oh, no, 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 I'm just no, no. no I'm just, go back I'm and just, listen to that episode kidding. if you want to. I'm
0: just kidding. But yeah, no,
1: we got some great games to talk about today. Three apiece. We do. Yes, I brought three games. You brought three games. You can do them in any order you want. But it's three games that we really, really loved from 2020. I'm going to let you go first. We'll jump back and forth. What's one of the games you loved most out of 2020?
0: Number three on my list, I, I think we decided we're going to go three, two, one. So that's what I'll do. My my third favorite game it, like I, I, you know, we do the level down games awards for the level down games podcast every single year. And one of the categories is game of the year. And I actually like list mine out like one, two, three, four, five. I actually list like my personal list. So this is number three on my I list do to me. Um, yeah, I have a top five as well. Yeah. We do we do things very similarly when it comes to that. But number three on my list is a a an extended version of a game that came back out in or came out originally in 2017. And that's Persona 5 Royal. It's it's an enhanced version of of Persona 5 released back on March 31st, 2020. This one, dude, imagine 120 hours worth of a game. And then imagine 30 additional hours on top of that. Like, that's what Atlas gave us. So the original Persona 5 back in 2017, I rated that a 10 out of 10, on it dot com, it took me 116 straight hours. And I did that in like nine days. I was addicted oh, to that game. I played it 116 hours from start to finish.
1: I had percent of the game platinum trophy. You know, I, I know how popular Persona 5 is, and I've not jumped in purely for that reason. I know that it's a very long game, 80 to 100 hours oh, yeah. to complete it. Oh, yeah. And I, I am so intimidated by that number that it's a game I've never actually popped into. But it's a game that I think
0: you would honestly fall in love with if you ever decide to jump into it, especially I, know that I would, especially if you jump into the enhanced version of, of any persona game. So Persona 5 Royal is that enhanced version of Persona 5, the one that I put so many hours into a couple of years ago. I never got around to actually finishing Persona 5 Royal. It is one of those things that I still need to go back and finish. I got to the new content. I started doing like the new semester because they added a whole new Persona games. They take place in Japan, which is why I think you a would game fall about, in love with
1: it. It's a game about like kids in school, right? Sort
0: of. Yeah. I mean, they're they're teens, I guess, or whatever, but it all takes place in Japan. And it's one of the big reasons why I think you would fall in love with it. But. They added an entire semester. So the first game took you up to like winter. So we now have like a new semester, a third semester in there with all new stuff, new dungeons, new characters, new. It's just, it's crazy how much content they actually, they actually added to this. It's probably the beefiest extended release version of a game that they've done because they did the same thing with Persona three. They did the same thing with Persona four and Persona four Golden. they always do this. They usually wait a couple years and then they release an extended version with more content. And I actually really dig that because it gives you a reason to play through the game again and experience it a different way and make different choices while still getting a ton of new content. Like, yes, the third semester is going to be the draw because it's all new, but they still added new stuff in the first two as well. Like they still there's still new characters you are interacting with. There's still new mini games to do. There's still new things and areas to explore. It's not like they just focused on that one specific semester. They added stuff right. everywhere and they made a 120 hour game, easily 150 hours. So I I can't say enough about Persona 5 Royal.
1: Oh, there is there is a day in my future where I know I'm actually going to play Persona 5. I wish you
0: would or any persona. But game. today is not that day or any persona <laughs> game for that matter, because by the time you get <laughs> Get around to it. Persona 6 might be
1: out. Probably, <laughs> probably. Well, my number three on my list is a game that we actually did talk about here on the podcast. I believe Dan and I spoke about this game in one of the early episodes of The Media Files. And that's The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, yeah. You guys did a spoiler uh, was, cast on that. We did. We did. And it was it was such an important game when it came out. It was a game that so many people had been waiting for. It's a game about uh, this this young woman as she kind of tries to avenge the death of one of her friends. And it's, it's part two of, of you know, Last of Us that came out, gosh, years ago, 2013 or something like that. It came out on the PlayStation 3 originally, and now there's a remastered version on the PS4. And this game really took me by surprise. After having played the first one, I knew the kind of gameplay that we were going to get into. It's this survival action game. There are zombies in the world, but the bigger threat is these other humans that are hunting you down the entire time. And you get so wrapped up in this story that The Last of Us Part Two took me by surprise so many times. There are so many different twists and turns that I didn't see coming that I never would have predicted going into this game. And that's what I love more than anything. And I think it's what what made this game such a divisive game in the gaming community this year was because the way that the the story turns and and the new characters that get introduced and how you interact with those characters can be kind of divisive. It's not the game a lot of people were expecting I loved it. I could not get enough of just how well they did all of that.
0: I really appreciated what they decided to do with the narrative in The Last of Us Part 2. It is not the game that I wanted, I guess, in that regard. Um... And and I'm not going to dive into to spoiler content as to why. But I still think that that game was a remarkable game. Uh, Dan wrote the review for leveldowngames.com. If
1: I would have wrote it, I still would have gave it a 10 out of 10. Like that was an easily 10 out of 10 game. I think in my mind, I would have jumped between a 9.5 and a 10 for for various reasons. And I don't know what I would have graded it, but it did get a 10 out of 10. It was the winner of the game of the year at the Game Awards this year with Jeff Keighley. Not the Level Down Games Awards not the level done games award and we're going to talk we about that talk one about coming that up one. pretty soon i think we will talk about that one yes we will all right what's number
0: 2 on your list number 2 on my list is a game that really set the world on fire this past year in 2020 and i think a lot of that can be attributed to the quarantine the pandemic the covid-19 bullcrap that happened last year but that's animal crossing new horizons kyle all right a major
1: major success for 2020. Just this game was everywhere, dude. Absolutely everywhere. I saw somebody on the Internet the other day found Animal Crossing Fabric at Joann's and made a dress. <laughs> yeah, I've seen
0: that they have different fabrics there of, of like different characters awesome, and different styles. Man. It's so cool. We, we've we actually, oh man, because back before I had like an actual green screen, we used to get the fabric from Joann's or Michael's or wherever and just make our own. But they had like, you know, wrestling ones. We thought about doing one for wrestling. We thought about they had like Zelda fabrics and there's there's so many different fabrics. It's Joann's is a really cool store, but we're not talking about fabrics. We're talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons. And yeah, this game was literally setting every single avenue on fire that it that it touched, man. People created who was it that created the the talk show? And then that became a huge thing with celebrities doing it throughout like April and May. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I forget who actually did all that. the
1: celebrities that were playing Animal yeah. Crossing, talking about their towns and how they Witta? played and their villagers. Was
0: it? Was it oh, I'm trying to remember who actually did the talk show. I don't remember. I'll yeah, check, check it. it. I, so go ahead. I, Gary would sounds familiar, but I'm not hundred percent sure that I'm actually correct in that. But yeah, this game was dude so much fun, but here's the issue. Every time we jumped into animal crossing, what did we want to do? We started terraforming and we spent so much time terraforming that I think specifically here, but amongst us at level down games, we forgot to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So one of the things that I plan on doing throughout 2021, I, I, I'm still going to be playing a lot of Animal Crossing New Horizons. I want to finish my town. I want to finish my actual island. Preferably. You're right. It was Gary Widow with the was talk it show, Gary the Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not yep. crazy. But March marks a year for Animal Crossing New Horizons. It came out on the same day as Doom Eternal, one of your favorite games of 2020, mm-hmm. March 20th, 2020. But uh, before that date, I would like to finish my town and then I would like to just play the game for a year and experience it without having to worry about anything else.
1: You know, it came out at a time when so many people were indoors and this game is all about being outdoors and seeing people and making friends with animals, you know, and, and doing things out on this island of yours. And I think that was kind of the the draw of it was it was that escape from the horrible indoor life of 2020 into this beautiful outdoor paradise that you've been gifted. And I mean, it was, it was such a, it came out just at the perfect time. It capitalized on that success and it's still going. There's still so much content in that game. New things are coming out constantly absolutely worthy of anybody's attention. One of the measurements of its success can just be looked at with how much it's sold, man. I mean, we, we
0: talked about it in, in the LDG podcast, but as of September 30th, the game is at 26.04 million units sold, which, what which was done from March 20th through September 30th. So that's like, what, six Holy months? Smokes. It sold 26.04 million. The top selling Nintendo Switch game of all time right now is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 28.99 million. So Animal Crossing after six months was already number two for the top selling Nintendo Switch like software of all time. And I guarantee you when we get the new numbers, because the December like the last quarter numbers haven't came out yet. I guarantee you. When right. We and update that's this, all the holiday. Yeah. When we update this, Animal Crossing will easily be number one.
1: Absolutely. And it deserves it. It's an incredible game. It is. Everybody at LDG put well over 100 hours into that game. We just found out that Dan actually did crack the 100 hour mark. He did. I cracked that 500 hour mark back in like June. Holy smokes. And then I stopped playing <laughs> it. Yeah, I met like 535
0: hours in that game. But then I. That's amazing. I haven't really that's put incredible. any time into it since then. <laughs>
1: Well, my number two game on my list is is a game that I also uh, rated for level down games. I did give it a 10 out of 10. And that game is Hades. Hades is a is a top down action game developed by Supergiant Games. And Supergiant is one of my favorite developers in the video game world right now. They did Pyre, Transistor, Bastion, all three of which are really, really great games. And I love all of them for different reasons. And in Hades, you play the son of Hades, the lord of the underworld, in Hades, and you are trying to escape because you learned that your mother lives up on Earth. And so the entire point of the game is you are this this teenage, maybe young adult man trying to escape out of the underworld, and you go from chamber to chamber and, and section to section trying to battle your way out until eventually, right at the end, you have to fight Hades himself. You have to fight your dad. And it is a brutally difficult game. It took me 25 tries to get out of Hades. Each run takes somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. And it took me 25 to get out the first time. And when I did, I was elated. I was ecstatic because this, this feeling of finally escaping. And the way that the characters interact with each other is just purely gorgeous. I've, I've talked to you about this before, but they've crafted a very unique but very authentic Greek tragedy here of a character who is who is punished to this eternal cycle of doing something over and over and over again just to... To to grasp that that reward at the end for a few moments at a time and then it stops and he has to do it all over again. And this is this is something you've seen with many tragic Greek heroes. But we have a new one here and I just lost myself in this game this year.
0: Yeah, it's something that I initially didn't pay attention to when it released much to your dismay. I I had seen this game because it, it was early access on Epic Games like for the last year or two was it not I think it came out like in 2018 or or 2019 on the Epic Game Store I can't remember exactly when it
1: was it was in early access in 2018 yeah and then they slowly added yeah. you
0: know more things to the game and then it became the game that it was when it officially released in in September of last year. I'm finally playing it. I, I played it for the period, you know, going into the level down games of wars. And actually, I just was playing it before you and I sat down to do this podcast today. you? I was putting some more time into Haiti. I'm on my 13th run. So, OK, it's t- it took you 25. I finally got past Elysium because that's the one that has the Minotaur and the other guy, like the two bosses. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the guy with the spear. Yeah.
0: I finally got past that one on my 12th run. I'm currently on my 13th run. I'm hoping that it'll take me roughly around the same. But I dude, I am really digging this game. I love roguelikes. I know you do, too. It, it's it's got the perfect blend of everything.
1: Now, that's the, that's the beauty of this game. Once you die, you wash right back down that river sticks back into Hades at the feet of your father. And you get a little bit more powerful each time you learn a little bit. You you become a little more experienced. You can get small power ups and you just keep trying, keep trying. And it's fun enough that you want to. Oh, yeah, I keep I like there. There are some
0: times where. You know, it's it's really because I stay up really late into the uh, the early morning hours and it'll be like six a m and I just finish around. but I, you know, I could probably squeeze one more in before my eyes officially are too tired to stay open. <laughs> absolutely. That, that's the
1: trap I fell into this year for sure. yeah,
0: it's it's a great game, and i and I'm really curious to see if they if there are plans to add additional content to that game.
1: I can't imagine they wouldn't just based on how successful it's been for them. Right.
0: Because you see a lot of roguelikes. They do do that. Like they'll add more levels or dungeons or whatever the case may be. In this one, Weapons, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine they might add like additional boons or chambers or something. That would be kind of cool. I'm
1: sure that would be. Yeah, that's you know, there's so so many things you could talk about this game. That's the other thing. All of the great gods, the, the pantheon of gods send you little. Yeah. Boons of assistance along the way. And so you could you can power up like Zeus and start throwing lightning around if you're lucky enough to find enough Zeus power ups or. And there are still there are still ones that I'm coming across that I've never seen up until that point. Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, yeah, it, it's so randomized so that that you do see like it, it went. It was like six or seven runs before I even saw. And I don't remember which one it was at this point, but I, I remember texting you and I was like, dude, I finally just got a boon from so and so. And I have right. never seen this one before. <laughs>
1: Well, and there's one that you don't even get until after you complete your first run. Oh, like completely. Okay, yeah, that's exciting. So so there's a lot. There's a lot to do and see in that game. It's beautiful. But let's go to your personal game of the year 2020. What's at your number one spot at my number one spot? Talking about a lot of things
0: to do in a game. The winner of the Level Down Games Awards for best game of the year this year, uh, or should I say last year, 2020 Ghost of Tsushima. This one came out uh, back in July on July 17th, brought to us by Sucker Punch and Sony. This is an open world samurai revenge quest. Basically,
1: we did an entire we actually, you know what? We did an episode, sort of. You and I did. Uh, yeah, an episode we on did. Ghost of Tsushima in kind of the ar- it, the artistic yeah. sense and the story with the storytelling that, um, of Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Tying it to Akira Kurosawa and, and his Correct. work. So if you missed that
0: episode, if you're a new listener, make sure you search back through the history and check that one out. But. But and that was one
1: of kind of one of our deep dive episodes. We don't do a lot of deep dive episodes, but that was a that's a topic I'm passionate about. I love Kurosawa films and and old Japanese cinema. And this is such a love letter to that. This game just absolutely nailed it
0: from from the setting to the narrative, to the way that the plot moves forward to the actual like way that Jin handles the sword and and his samurai moves. And and what I can't remember, is it called... What what is it called when he when you started off? My God, I have such a bad memory when it comes to because I play so many games. But how do you initiate (laughs) that? What's it called? like the standoff takedown what's trying to remember when you push triangle oh uh when you push triangle yeah
1: when you walk up into a camp yeah. and you try to kill one of them yeah and
0: it's you, called a sta- i think it's called a standoff is it called standoff i can't remember if it's just called standoff or if it had a different name to it but you can upgrade that ability to get it up to 5 and like we talked about how literally that movement and that stance is pulled right from Akira Kurosawa's movies like dude the game just has everything but the world that sucker punch built with Ghost of Tsushima, these three separate districts of this Tsushima Island in Japan and the way that the game was done, dude, it's it's a beautiful, magnificent game.
1: It absolutely was. And it's a game that a lot of us at LDG played. You, me and Dan, Dan's all still really playing. sunk a lot he of time was playing into it game. earlier he, today he was- on Twitch. <laughs> I was watching him play it. I was having a lot of fun watching him play it. And it's a game that is so cinematic and so, so well crafted in both the graphics. I think it's probably the most beautiful game I've ever played, but also The storytelling that you can just watch somebody play that game and get really sucked into it because it's like watching a movie. Yeah,
0: it's it's great. The the fact that, you know, I played it and Dan's playing it completely in color. But there's an option like you to play it completely in Kurosawa black and white mode. There's so many cool things about this game, man, that it it really was to me, my favorite game of 2020. Like,
1: you know, I did not get an achievement for playing the entire game in, in Kurosawa mode. I thought maybe there was one hidden there. There should there. have been. There wasn't. There really yeah. should
0: have been. That that would have been a little cool nod to to anyone that you know had the the mental strength to not switch it once to see what the colors looked like because the colors well, in this like game say, pop, dude. Even
1: they pop. even playing it now or watching other people play it now. I think the colors look washed out compared to the the contrast of the blacks and whites in Kurosawa mode. It is just gorgeous, and I I prefer that mode, anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean both modes are great. It's so it's that's just the the strength of the game is that they were able to and and it did win best art direction at the Game Awards last year for Jeff Keeley, uh, you know, recognizing the talent of that studio to be able to pull something like that off.
1: Well my number one game of the year to anybody that knows me, this probably is not a huge surprise. It's a game that I was totally looking forward to highly anticipating. It did come out the same day as animal I crossing. Know I gave
0: it away earlier. If they, if they paid we attention enough it up
1: earlier, <laughs> it's doom eternal, doom eternal. And, If you don't know what Doom is, I mean, Doom has been around for so long in the gaming world. You play this this unnamed hero. We call him the Doom Slayer now, but you play this unnamed hero who who kills demons. And that's that's about all you need to know in terms of story for Doom. Now, there's been, there's been little plots here and there. You, it goes to Mars and then the moon and then it's back on Earth. And then you actually go into hell at certain times and fight Satan and fight all these other different demons. But what you need to know is you're a guy, you've got big guns, there's demons. Kill the demons before they kill you. That's going to be it. Now, I loved when they rebooted Doom in 2015, they put out a, a brand new Doom game, just called it Doom, and it was updated for, you know, modern consoles, and it was just brilliant. It was so fast-paced. You're running and jumping and and sprinting and shooting and firing and, and going through portals and launch pads, and you've got a whole arsenal of guns, and you're upgrading your guns, you're upgrading your suit, you're putting on these different demonic runes on your body so that you can get some superpowers. And it's so fast paced at all times and frantic, but absolutely brilliant. And over over the top of the whole thing is this heavy metal soundtrack that just just blares in your ears the entire time. And it is it is such a great time. And everybody said, how are they going to be able to top that with a sequel? And somehow they did. And I don't know how they did it. it. It was they they improved the level design. The levels are much more open. You're always looking for these different power ups. You're you're trying to find these secret crevices. It's harder. A lot of the bosses are really difficult to take down. The enemies have a have more life and it ramps up a lot quicker. By the end of the first stage, you have four or five different weapons already. And. Having to switch between the guns so frequently because you run out of ammo really quickly with one gun, but then there's different weapons that you can use in order to get more ammo for other guns, and so you really have to become a master of every single weapon that's in your arsenal, and all of the movement abilities that you have the movement techniques that you can jump and dash and and fly and portal you have to be able to use those to your advantage at all times or you're not going to make it through this game very few games have i ever played that that get that right they make you use every mechanic that you have available to you to really be successful in the game and that's what i loved about doom eternal you felt like by the end of the game you were a master at what you were doing and it, it lasted the perfect amount of time. Another great soundtrack. I could not speak highly enough of Doom Eternal. I gave it a 10 out of 10.
0: I struggle with first person shooters and, and really any type of shooter. But Doom is always one of those that it, it gets you because it's easy to get into. But it's really fun once you get into it. And that's kind of why I still play those. Now, this is another one, Doom Eternal, that I skipped over initially. And, and I really skipped over to it until like a few weeks ago because they finally put it on Xbox Game Pass for PC. I know it's been on for consoles since they acquired Bethesda earlier in the year. But man, what I really like about Doom Eternal now that I'm playing through it is the fact that it has a lot of nods to like Nintendo games like Metroid Prime or or heavier exploration type games. And that's something that's not a a usual thing for a shooter, which is why I think I'm so much intrigued by by Doom Eternal.
1: I like I said, Everything combined in that game just really made a great, cohesive experience that was so much fun to jump into. I couldn't put it down. The moment I picked it up, I, I played it nonstop pretty much until I until I completed it. And I've gone back to it multiple times and and played some of the levels over again and unlocked some new costumes. I played the entire game in a white unicorn outfit because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And it just goes to show that the game's not meant to be taken seriously. It's a, it's a, it's lots of blood and guts and heavy metal and you're doing the whole thing in a unicorn costume. And, it, and I just, I had such a blast with it. I, it's my game of the year. I did notice that two of my three top games of the year involved me going into hell. And I don't know what that oh, says yeah. about 2020. How about, that? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that says about 2020, uh, but well, and and to be fair, if I if I extended this to four games, Spiritfarer was probably my fourth favorite game of the year. And that's a game about the afterlife as well. Yeah. So I really had a lot of a lot of thinking about my mortality, I think, in video games this year. But uh, preparing yourself but man, for that trip you know to what? hell, Overall, I guess. I guess so. Overall, strong year for games.
0: Strong year for games. It was it was a fun year. But I but I do think that obviously the the gaming industry struggled. Coming to terms with uh, the pandemic and COVID-19 and the the industry is certainly going to shift and we should start seeing some some hopefully big games releasing later in 2021. I, I think this has potential to be a really strong year, but that remains to be seen because everything could get delayed.
1: I don't know. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of good games that are on the schedule for 2021. We talked about a lot of them on the last week's episode of the Level Down Games podcast, And there's there's a lot of good that's going to happen this year, I think. I'm so excited for 2021. Hopefully we have a much brighter 2020. I do want to know what everybody else's favorite games of 2020 were. If you reach out to us on Discord, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, text me even. Let me know what games you you really loved this year, because I love hearing other people's opinions. I don't want to hear just my own. Of course. But that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of another bonus episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Brian, for being here this week.
0: Thanks for having me once again and for loading up my work plate. Appreciate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for the technical assistance. (laughs) Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow and don't forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Brian and i can both be reached at that discord reach out to us again with what you loved or what you're looking forward to and maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming show until next time be kind be honest and we'll see you later